Do you love the idea of personal growth, but find the practice of it exhausting? We get it. We're Brandon and Megan Giggling, growth coaches with the mission to put the personal back in personal growth. If you want a new way of growing into the next version of you without the frustration, guilt, and overwhelm, you're in the right place. It's time to rethink your growth journey and make it into something that works for you. You in? Welcome to Growth Reframed. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Growth Reframed. We are so happy you're here. Today, you're in for a special treat. Uh, We've been doing this podcast now for, we actually just celebrated four years, so yay us. If y'all didn't know, most people literally make it, I think, five episodes and then they move on, but we've been making it for four years and really proud of it. And one of the things we've actually never done throughout this whole podcast is to have a guest co-host. But today, I'm going to bring on a special someone who's going to be our guest co-host, and her name is Olivia Harder, and she happens to be <laughs> my sister-in-law. So welcome, Liv. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. I, oh. feel, I feel very um, honored to be here. Awesome. Man, she's so official too, guys. Man, she's really locking in. So today, we're going to get into the topic of fear. And I've long thought about doing an episode on fear because it just seems like something that controls all of our decisions. Like every single thing, when I think about my own life, when I talk to other people, when I talk to some of y'all out there, it seems like at the end of all of it, what we're really thinking about is fear and how it's, it just seems to be intermeshed in every single thing in our world, really. And it's funny too, because I feel like all of media, all of everything has kind of locked onto this idea and they really control the narrative of fear because it's like they understand what a big factor it plays in all of our lives and then they use it to kind of control everything and the way we're thinking and get us to do things and get us to motivate and all that. And so today we're going to break down fear. We're going to talk about how much it controls our decisions, what role it plays in each of our day-to-day lives and does it hold us back or does it push us forward? And so mm-hmm. can't wait to get into it today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. So one of the things I noticed in my own life is how many times just things that have happened in the past kind of bring up again and how it it's all fear-based. So I'll give a few examples. So as you know, if you listen to the podcast a time or two, you know that Megan and I had our marital strife, right? Like we had relationship issues for a short time, a long time ago, we've since worked it out. We're since in a much better place. But I find myself that like even now, like when we get in a fight, when things come up, when things are there, my brain spirals to the absolute worst case scenario. Like it says, well, you know, we got in this little tiff, this little fight and Liv got to witness one yesterday. And then we're like, but that's going to, that means at the end of it, she's going to leave me. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's, it's, it's like, it, and it seems insane to say, to the worst but space. yeah, it always mm-hmm. is going to go to the worst space. I think about like at work, like if we have something go wrong at work, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to have a job anymore. Like we're going to close. Like this is what's going to happen. Most people have fear even in small places where it's like, well, like live as a flight attendant. And it's like, well, if I'm flying, like I'm going to die. Like something terrible is going to happen on the plane and this could happen. And we always just go to the worst case scenario. And so I find myself always going there too. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it's human nature, you know, so... It's not because you're crazy. It's just because that's what happens in life. One of the one of the main reasons I felt like it was a good time to talk about fear with having you here as a co-host mm-hmm. is that 
in your own life, and, and you can talk about as much as you're comfortable talking about, but I did preface before that we are all about vulnerability here on Growth Reframed, but so no pressure. But yeah, if you would just, <laughs> but if you would just talk about like some of your experience, because really, and I'm talking mostly with your, with your career okay. and, and kind of your mm-hmm. career path. I just want to unpack that because I think it would really give a lot to the audience because one of the things that I think happens and keeps us in a place mm-hmm. is, is that idea of fear. Right. And so if you would just kind of give, you know, as much as you're comfortable sharing just about some of your background, you know, being sure. in the corporate world and then kind of where you are now and, sure. and what kind of was in those decisions. Well, lucky for you, I am an open book, Brandon. <laughs> so this is the perfect place for me to co-host my first podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, so just a little bit of um, background before we dive into the whole thing. I've been out of college for, oh gosh, like 10 years ish. I don't know exactly, but somewhere in that space, 12 years or 10 years, sorry, right out of college, I did what a lot of people do, which is find my first corporate job. And I did, I was pretty, while I was still in college, I was able to get an internship with a company that I thought had really great potential for me to kind of use that as a springboard to see what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, which is a scary topic in it of itself, right? So got a summer internship, was like, hey, very upfront, you know, I was like, hey, I would love to, you know, if you guys, if this is a fit, if we're doing, if we're, if we're uh, doing well, like, hey, I would love to have a job after this more permanent situation. So I went into advertising, corporate advertising, and I worked for, or advertised, I should say, for mainly Chevrolet. And so I did that, and for a while, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I was young, you know, obviously right out of college. I didn't know else what else I was going to do with my life, so I was like, mm, we'll try this. And I really liked it, but after a while, I kind of, you know, was like, hmm, is this something I want to do for the rest of forever, you know? And I looked at people around me, and I saw what they were doing, and I was like, hmm. I, I mean, I wasn't envious of what they were doing. So for me, a big part of of – making this next career move, which I'll share with you in just a minute, is did I, I didn't have the want or the drive to do things that other people above me were doing. So for me, that was a big, big flag, like, hey, this is not something that I can see myself doing. So I did that for maybe like five years about-ish, give or take. After that, I was like, you know what, is this something I want to do for the rest of my life? And I didn't. So I looked at myself and I was like, mm, this is not going to make me happy. Not because the work wasn't fulfilling or because I didn't like the people around me because I loved the people I worked with, but it was just more of a, I can't, I'm not going to be happy doing this forever. And, and to be completely honest, I don't even really know what reasons those were even right now as I'm talking. I don't really even know what about those, what about that specific career made me be like, no, it's not for me, but it just wasn't for me. So I left there and I, well, I didn't leave. I didn't like up and leave one day. I did think about what I wanted to do before I made that next choice. And for me, that was becoming a flight attendant. So I, you know, told people around me like, you know, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I think is the next right step. I used, I'm using air quotes around right next step. But that's what I thought at that time. So I'm, you know, this is what I'm going to do. This is, you know, what I think 
I'll be really good at, et cetera, et cetera. I go tell people and everyone's like, yo, you're insane. And I'm like, why? So when we're talking about fear, I think the fear of other people's reactions is a big one, right? Because you don't know what people are going to think, what people are going to say to you, say to your face and say behind your back, to be quite honest with you, because we don't always, we want to filter ourselves when we're in front of people. But a lot of times all those other unfiltered thoughts get expressed in other ways. So yeah, I mean, I told everybody and they're all like, wow, you're insane. Cause I told them there, here's this massive pay cut. Here's all this unknown, like, but you know, we're going to try it. And thankfully for me, I pushed through the, the doubt and the, whatever the word I'm trying to find doubt and I was scared, obviously, about what was going to happen and the change I was about to make. And because for those who don't know, I mean, becoming a flight attendant and working in corporate America are completely two separate things. They're completely different. One is more of corporate America is lovely in its own way and has many, many benefits. But being in the aviation industry is completely different. And it's more of a lifestyle change than it is for like just a normal nine to five. So I left did that. And here we are, well, I guess almost three and a half years later. And obviously there's a lot of things that have happened in between then and now, but overall I wouldn't make, I wouldn't change any of that story. I wouldn't change the decision I made. Certainly I might, I might have more, have more done more research or maybe thought about things a little more, but I wouldn't change where I am right now because it's, you know, that's part of the beauty of life. Yeah, well, it's well there's there's so many great things you said and I mean honestly it's it's powerful what you were saying. I mean, I guess your own experience so it's hard to look at it that way. Right. But I know many of our listeners, I know from many people I talk with out in the world, they just stick with something because that's what they've always done. Mm-hmm. And when the naysayers, when the haters, when the people who even the people who care about you say right. what are you doing, mm-hmm. they they allow that narrative to keep them stuck right where they're at. Mm-hmm. So one of the things you said right right off the bat that was interesting to me because I, I've looked at it the same way in my own life mm-hmm. was you were like, well, I can't do this forever. You know, mm-hmm. I can't do this for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And I think right there, we just need to call that like it is. Mm-hmm. No one's doing anything the rest of their life. Right. we're not living back like when our parents did where like you got a job you stuck with that job until you were retiring age, Mm -hmm. you got your pension and you went on Mm -hmm. with us, with our age range, with like where we're at. I don't know where all of you are coming from, but when you're, when you're looking at your job and you're looking at your career, like you don't have to do it for life. You just don't. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Number two, you realize that whether it was your whole life or whether it was the next six months, you it was not going to fulfill you. It wasn't going to make you happy. Mm-hmm. And so regardless of what anyone said, it wasn't going right. to lead your decision. Mm-hmm. But how difficult is it? I know you spoke about it for a second. Mm-hmm. But how difficult is it to have your own self-doubt and self-fear mm-hmm. and then have the people around you feeding that beast? Yeah, it's uh, – <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a lot. Uh you know, I'm not going to lie, but, and I hate that saying, but I'm not going to lie, but really, truly it's a lot because you, you're having, having to deal with, you know, not only your, your own fears that maybe are already pretty cemented in your psyche at this point, plus the people around you who, 
you know, it, I mean, if it was somebody who I didn't care about, I wouldn't even think twice. Right. But since it's because this, this is coming from people that are closest to me, then it affects me more. But I kind of, in that instance, I kind of used that as earlier when you touched on, does fear push you forward or bring you back? I think in this instance, it kind of pushed me forward because I was like, you know what? I hear what you're saying, but I'm going to do this anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, so I was scared and I did have a lot of fears around what was going to happen in the next two, three, four weeks, months, Mm -hmm. years. But in that scenario, I was like, well, I just kind of have to do it anyway, because if I don't, then I'm what, what's my alternative? Yeah. Well, how, and, and like, how powerful is it that you've now, I mean, you're, you're like you said, you're 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 several years on the other side of that decision. Mm-hmm. How powerful was that in your life? Like knowing that you're able to make that decision in the face of fear. And even though, like you said, there's things you would have done differently. There's mm-hmm. things you would have looked back and said, well, I could have done this differently. Right. And you may or may not do the current job you're doing or where you're at right. in life forever, forever either. either. Mm-hmm. So like how powerful is it that you made that decision and kind of built up that muscle to say, you're capable, you can do it. Mm-hmm. So in the face of fear, in the face of people saying, maybe you should or shouldn't do it, right? you still decided to do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's scary, but like, like, we're, like we're talking about, it's uh, right now, it's scary, but you know, you don't want to live your life in fear that way either. You don't want to just be like, like you said earlier, I don't want to just be sitting around doing something because that's what I'm comfortable with doing. Because in my opinion, that's not the way we are designed to live our life. Mm-hmm. Like, I I just don't see it the way, that way. I just, I would hate to go through my whole life and be 80 years old and be like, oh, wow, I should have done all these things that I had had, even if it was just like a floating thought by, like jumping out of an airplane, let's say. I would never, <laughs> full disclosure, that's not my thing. I don't want to ever do that. I'm more comfortable inside locked in there in the plane than I am outside the plane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's a lot of people out there that would want to do something like that, but they never will because, oh, I got to get this certificate. Oh, I got to pr- practice with somebody else. I can't just do it by myself first. Oh, I'm a fr- what if the thing doesn't, what if the parachute doesn't come? Like all these things are in your head of the what ifs, the what, what could happen. In reality, none of them usually do, right? Mm-hmm. Usually it's not as traumatic as you think it's going to be. <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, in in essence, you just got to go for it. I believe what really happens is like when we're when we're kids and we're growing up, we have people, we have adults, we have responsible people around us who are responsible for caring for us. It might be a teacher, it might be a coach, it might be your parent, and they kind of help guide us along the way. Mm-hmm. But then eventually, you get yeah. old enough, and some of us, no matter what your age is on the calendar, some of us still aren't there. So I just want to speak to that, but. Mm-hmm you eventually get to the place where you have to be comfortable enough in your own skin to start making those decisions for yourself. So even those pe- though those people were like a guiding path and a guiding light for you for so long, mm-hmm. they're not meant to be forever. Like if I'm still telling my kids what they should be doing or telling them, when you know, 40? that they need right. to brush their teeth or whatever mm-hmm. it is when they're 40, there's mm-hmm. a big problem there. Right. And I think parents and People around you, they want to come out of a good place to help you make the best decision. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you have to stand with that decision and right, you have to decide. Right. But the problem is right. some of us are so used to allowing other people and having no boundaries mm-hmm. to let other people speak into our lives mm-hmm. 
that we don't understand that that's there. And then we let that hold way more power than even how we're feeling about what we need to do. Mm -hmm. When the fact is, no matter what, fear is a part of life. No matter if you're 100% sure you want to do something or you're about 50% sure or you have no clue what you want to do or not, fear plays a role no matter where you are Mm -hmm. in that. And sometimes you have to, not even sometimes, all the time, I would argue, you just have to build up a tolerance to fear and a level of comfort in the unknown. Mm -hmm. Because all of us walk around, we talked earlier about how media and everything else controls the narrative. Mm -hmm. The fact is, we all walk around thinking we have some level of control over the things (laughs) that are going to happen, when in reality, we have none. Mm -hmm. We just have none. Right. Well, and one of the things that I think that you never would have realized had you stayed in your job, and we're talking specifically about career right now, but I think most of us do this in any aspect of our life. Mm-hmm. If you let the fear of what might happen mm-hmm. control you from making a decision, At all? Then, mm-hmm. th- then you take away from what will actually happen right. because you don't allow yourself even the chance to figure out what it might be. Right. A lot of times in my life when I feel that coming up, because it still does, whether you're aware of it or not. That voice in your head, the fear, the worst case scenario, the place we all try to go, Mm -hmm. it shows up. But when it shows up, rather than being like, well, what would happen if it doesn't work? Or what would happen if all of these things, the worst things that could happen, happened? Rather than letting those consume my thoughts, Mm -hmm. I pepper in some things of saying, but what if it worked? What if really good things did happen? What if you were on the other side? What if you were in a place that none of those things happened? Because most of the time in my life, when I think back of all the things where I went to that space and I let fear control it, when I finally got brave enough to get on the other side, much like you did, Mm -hmm. I went back and said, well, that none of those things happened. And even if they did, I'm still here. That's the thing. And it really gives some power to the decisions you can make as a person to stand on your own two feet and like make the best decision for you in the moment. And it might not be the best decision forever. Like you said, a lot of times we think every decision's forever and it makes such a huge difference. Just because something is right for me 10 years ago might not be right for me in present day me might, you know, be different from future me. But I mean, and I think that's a lesson that a lot of us, you only learn as you go. Right. Like you can't be 10 years old and be like, oh, well, most people, I should say most people aren't 10 years old and they have their whole life planned out, you know, step by step. And I think when you're young, you feel like if you don't think that way, then something's wrong with you. And why don't I have these plans? Mm -hmm. But then you realize you're like, oh, crap, like I don't actually need to have it all figured out. But as but as a society and and myself, I put a lot of pressure. I used to put a lot of pressure on myself because I didn't have the answers that I thought I should have yeah. by, by this point. By, and, yeah. And by the way, I totally understand <laughs> the idea of having a plan and having goals and having things set out. But at the end of the day, you have right. to understand that like, that's not all going to go that way anyway. And so like you can have the greatest plan ever and say, this is my next 20 years. But if you're not open to the detours of life, then what are you doing? I mean, if you, if you think, if you're living with the blinders on of like, well, this is what I have to do, or this is what I must do, or this is what I always have to do, or whatever it is, you're, you're never allowing yourself the journey, like you said, of what life actually is. Mm-hmm. It's rolling with the punches. It's taking the detours. It's being open 
to where life takes you. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not open to them, then how many opportunities are you missing out on? Mm -hmm. And that's my point. Yeah, that's a good point. You miss a lot of the... What is that saying? You miss 100%... Yeah, you miss 100% of the shots shots you don't take. Shots you don't take, right. (laughs) Well, and I had pulled up here, like one of my favorite Bible verses, and the reason I bring this up is because I literally realized a long time ago, probably about a year ago at this point, how much fear was controlling all the decisions I was making in a negative way. Sometimes I feel like fear can be a good motivator, Mm -hmm. by the way, because if you think, well, if I don't do it now, then what if I don't get the opportunity? Fear can be good. So we've talked a lot about how bad it can be, but fear can also be a good thing as a motivator. But most of us use it as a deterrent for what we're trying to do. So I realized what an impact it was having on me. And actually, one morning I was reading my Bible and this verse came up and I, it made such an impact that I printed it out and I actually have it on my desk at my computer at work. So like where I'm sitting most of the time, when I look down, when I feel it consuming me, it's mm-hmm. there. And it's Isaiah 41 10. Mm-hmm. It's fear not for I'm with you. Be not be dismayed for I'm your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang. So regardless of how much I fear about it, right. like I still have you know, a God there that's, that's helping me, guiding me through it as well. And so that's a, I'm not sitting here trying to preach to anyone, right. but like for, for me in my life, it makes such a large impact to know that it's not all on me either. Mm-hmm. But it, so, it, yeah, but it feels like it is. So a lot of the time I should say it feels right. like, because, you know, I mean, you're living in your own reality, right? So of course it's going to feel like everything is on your shoulders and everything is up to you and you have you know, no one else is feeling the way that you feel. And I feel like that a lot, even now in life. I'm like, does anyone else, I'll sit there and be like, I have all these, I have all these fears about like feeling unsettled, for example, and feeling like I'm not doing enough. And, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, do other people feel this way? Or is this just me? Like, and it's clearly like other people have these feelings, but when it's your own thoughts and your own feelings and you're sitting with them and you're mulling them over, you're like, oh, I'm definitely alone Mm -hmm. in this fight. But you're not. No, you're not. And if you talk to someone who's willing to be open and vulnerable with you, you'll understand Mm -hmm. that no, that's that's not how most people are feeling. Like even if it appears they have it figured out or they know what it is or what – I often say like I I used to look at people because I was unhappy in my job and I would look at people and say – well, man, they really know what their passion is and they know what they're right. trying to do. Tell me what your but again, I have mm-hmm. no idea, for example, they could have the worst relationship or have no relationship at all. Mm-hmm. And so like where they, where I feel like they have abundance in their life, maybe they don't have Actually, the relationship that I have right. or no one's honest about it. Like you said earlier, we all play roles and we talk about how great everything is all the time. And mm-hmm. we're constantly knocked over the head on social media by how great everyone's life is and how they're mm-hmm. going on this vacation <laughs> and how they're having this beautiful wedding and how all these things. And then when we sit down and are actually real with people, they don't get real with us. They don't talk about real things. Mm-hmm. We talk about very mundane day-to-day things and we don't ever talk about what's actually happening. So right. what's so cool about what you said is it's like I say it to myself all the time. Is something wrong with me? Right. Because I feel this way and I'm thinking this way and it doesn't seem like most people do. But then when I get someone on the mm-hmm. phone or I talk to someone in person like, like you and we right. can have a honest discussion, right. they're right where I am. Right. We're all just figure, trying to figure out this game of life Literally. and doing the best we can do. <laughs> yeah. That's it. We're doing the best we can do with the gifts and tools that we have. Right. And at the end of it, 
what else can you really do? But if you let fear consume you and paralyze you from making any decision that you can possibly make, Mm -hmm. then what are you missing out on? And I think that's the most important question we can leave you with today. If you're sitting there letting fear cripple you from making any decision, left, right, sideways, or forward, what are you preventing yourself from seeing? Mm -hmm. What future self could be there that's really positive or really negative? I have no promises of what will happen. But what wouldn't you like to give yourself the chance Chance. to Mm -hmm. see it through? Mm -hmm. And I think you would say for yourself... Yeah, at the time, it was a really scary season. You didn't really know what to do. Mm -hmm. But having made that decision, being on the other side of it, how impactful and empowering was that for your life? I mean, it's it's huge. Right. Yep. You're right. So we challenge you all this week to face your fears. Make sure you're you're really thinking about the impact they have. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times we let them keep us right where we're at when we forget about where we could actually go Mm -hmm. if we let got a level of comfort with the fear that we have and we move forward. And also don't forget to talk to people about it because like we just said, even though you feel alone in the fight, you're not actually, and there's plenty of people around you, even in your inner, inner, inner circle who probably feel those same feelings that you are. So don't be afraid to reach out, even though it's scary. That's right. (laughs) And I always say, if you feel like you have no one to reach out to, if you need help, if you really feel like you don't have anyone to reach out to. You can reach out to us over at Growth Reframed. If this episode touched you or impact you, please share it over on social media. Please share it with someone you love who, if you feel like led that someone needs to hear this. And Liv, thank you so much, man. First yeah. guest host. <laughs> I think it went well. Well, I don't know what y'all think, but man, this might be a permanent fixture. I don't know. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, thanks so much for having me. Hope to come back soon. All right. We love y'all. Bye. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Growth Reframed. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. We would love to connect with you, so shoot us a DM on Instagram at Growth Reframed. We love y'all.